Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to TikTok Radio. This episode's going up a little bit late because there's been some stuff going on in the news that I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you guys have heard, but the government in America is getting a little bit flustered. I don't know if that's the right word. Basically, there's discussion of banning TikTok in the U.S. Some states have already put in legislation to ban TikTok on government devices within the state. You might remember previously that President Trump in 2020 banned TikTok in a executive order from military devices, and that executive order was repealed by the Biden administration. And they've been in discussions with ByteDance for at least a year now, I think almost a year. It started in January, I believe, trying to come to some kind of agreement on how TikTok will move forward operating within the U.S. So I'm going to break down a couple of frequently asked questions, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me with concerns, and it kind of feels very reminiscent of 2020 when we were all panicking that TikTok was just going to disappear overnight. And I just want to tell you guys to take a deep breath. Don't panic. We as creators are able to utilize any platform and we all know TikTok has something special in the way we're able to build community and connect with others and have our content distributed to a new audience. But the important thing to do right now is not to get discouraged because that negative energy is going to keep you from creating and continuing to grow your audience and your platform. I remember the first time there was discussions of banning TikTok in the US in 2020. It was so discouraging and that's about the time when I hit a wall and I really started to get burnt out and that negativity that I was soaking in really is what sparked it. So I want to encourage you guys to just stay positive. I know it's really hard, especially when like your friends and family are asking like, oh, did you hear about this? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had people text me articles or like my parents bring it up, but we just have to keep on keeping on and continue to stay the course and create and post and be consistent. And what happens happens. But I really think that ByteDance and the U.S. government are going to be able to come to an agreement. And this all feels very like sensationalized. And I'll get to a few points of why I feel like we don't have to worry about it. But I also want to give you guys some ways that you can prepare yourself on any platform, just as a creator in general, for things like this. Because, you know, we did see this happen with Vine in 2016. It was shut down essentially overnight. And a lot of creators who didn't expand past Vine really 
lost their platform and had to start over from scratch. So the good news is you're already creating, you already have this content. Hopefully you're filming outside of your phone app so that you own the content. If you don't, I'll give you some tips on that as well. But there are things that you can start doing now to prepare yourself for any time this could potentially happen. Because, you know, I don't know, Instagram could get sued and shut down overnight. This could happen with any platform. Um, so this is a good reminder that as creators, we don't own our audience. So we need to be doing things that set us up for success across all platforms and give us access to our community outside of our following, if that makes sense. If you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store or app or what is it even called? Let us know what you think. Some of the reviews are so funny, you guys, from like 2020 when this first started. It's like they don't even make any sense. It cracks me up. So I'd love to hear uh, how the podcast has helped and inspired you, um, how it's helped with your business or your growth or your confidence as a creator. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes to our social channels and resources that we've gathered for you guys. I know that there's not a lot of content up on there. I've had literally the craziest year. Last year was pretty crazy, and that's why I literally didn't do the podcast. But this year, I've been getting things back up and running. And as you guys know, there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to creating on social media. So I'm trying to balance all of those. And I put a team together to help us stay on track and distribute clips from the podcast on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts. So that is happening. If you want to see them, make sure you follow the accounts. And there's a couple up now, but there's going to be a lot more coming soon. All right, guys, let's jump into it. Okay, so what the heck is going on in the U.S.? with TikTok. So the first time this kind of was on my radar was when Governor Abbott in good old Texas, where I'm at, banned TikTok on military devices. So this was not like a, a voting type thing. It was an order from the governor. So it wasn't something that was like approved or anything, but alas, it is still happening. So this ban actually has to be enforced by the agency's IT department and um, the state agencies. So that's going to be people that work for the state government of Texas. And it's only on their devices that are given to them for work. And he said something about looking into personal devices. So Texas was kind of the front runner there. And several other states have followed suit. This seems to be something that Republican governors specifically are interested in. So in the past two weeks, seven states have said that they are banning public employees from using TikTok on government devices. So far, it's Alabama, Maryland, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Utah, and Texas. Nebraska actually already banned TikTok from state devices back in 2020. Like I said earlier, there was an executive order from Trump in 2020 that banned TikTok on military devices, and that executive order was repealed by the Biden administration, and then they began negotiations with ByteDance moving forward with some of the promises that they made back then to separate TikTok 
a little bit more from the company that owns TikTok, which is ByteDance. So in addition to that, a group of 15 attorney generals have written to Apple and Google asking them to stop listing TikTok on the app stores being appropriate for teens, saying that there's a lot of mature content, which honestly I agree with. So there's kind of like a couple different pieces of this. So states are now taking it into their own hands to ban TikTok on the state level instead of waiting for the federal government to make a decision because obviously that's going to take a little bit longer to be approved. It has to go through Congress and the Senate unless President Biden were to make some kind of executive order. But they have been in negotiations with ByteDance and they're just kind of going back and forth right now. And I'll get to where I think that plays in in a second. So the second part of this is there have been a couple class action lawsuits against TikTok for privacy and data collection of minors. Some of you guys might have gotten settlements in that. I actually got, I think, like 20 bucks. It was a data privacy settlement. It was a class action lawsuit. Um, it was in 2019, actually. So that was going on for a while. They said that it was a violation of children's privacy under the Federal Video Privacy Protection Act. Um, so allegedly, ByteDance had been disclosing which videos had been watched by a specific person, and that was the issue. And it also had violations of the Illinois, it's like a biometric tracking act. Like These laws are getting crazy, y'all, which makes it illegal to like distribute the blueprint of someone's face. So TikTok started as Musical.ly, which was a children's app. So there was kind of like a weird crossover there where a lot of the people on TikTok already had previously been on Musical.ly. So they were under 13 or under 18 even. That class action lawsuit was settled at $5.7 million and ByteDance's had a couple other violations like very similar to that. So that has been going on. And then in 2021, February of 2021, there was a $91 million settlement. Despite, you know, TikTok has maintained their innocence the whole time, but obviously there's some like crossover there that probably would have just been way too complicated to work through. In August 2022, that like settlement was approved. I think that there's still some appeals happening and whatnot. So that's ongoing. If you haven't like done that, then I think it's too late now. You might want to Google it. So that's like one piece of this. That's one reason TikTok's been in the news, okay? The next piece is now Republican governors are putting a, a lot of pressure on the federal government to ban TikTok on government devices and on just in general, like for everyone. This is all based in the fear that TikTok users' information could wind up in the hands of the Chinese government because they have national security laws that require businesses to hand over information to the Chinese government, which is the Chinese Communist Party. It's all very like intertwined, the government with business there, since it is not a democracy. So most of the concerns are based in the fact that the government and business is so intermingled. Now, back in 2020, we remember that TikTok made some promises to make sure that their headquarters was in the U.S. and they appointed a American CEO and none of the data was stored in China. And then recently, um, after a new law was passed in Hong Kong, uh, TikTok pulled out of Hong Kong because of those data disclosure requirements within that law. So they have obviously been showing that they're willing to work with the U.S. government. It's just I feel like these things take a long time. 
So that has been going on all year. The U.S. government, the Biden administration negotiating with ByteDance to come to some kind of resolution of this relationship. So TikTok has said that they're willing to work with the U.S. government. They want to address all the national security concerns. You know, they've already taken the steps to isolate users' data from the parts of the business that would be disclosed to the Chinese Communist Party. They're willing to, like, restructure the U.S. part of TikTok because it is international. And they were willing to do it under U.S. like data security teams. So there's a lot going on there. It's supposed to be like finalized. People are a little confused why it hasn't been finalized, but obviously we're not going to get insight into that. So because nothing has really come to a conclusion with that situation stemming from 2020, now Republican governors have taken it into their own hands to pressure essentially the federal government to move forward with banning the app, which in my eyes seems like pressuring ByteDance to come to a conclusion. We have to remember that like politics is not just about like politics. A lot of it is like strategic moves. A lot of it is kind of playing the game. So to me, this reads like an opportunity for the governors to pressure the conclusion to the ByteDance and uh, Biden administration negotiations. But, you know, depending on how things play out, it could end up going through the House and Senate. There's been a lot of people within the government discussing this, like the FBI director, Christopher Wray, uh, told lawmakers that the app could be used to control users' devices. There's a lot of stuff floating around that like I'm not really sure if it's true or not. From my perspective, a lot of the claims seem like concern over something that is possible, but we don't have evidence that it is happening. It brings up the point that I think a lot of lawmakers are making decisions without professional knowledge, which I mean we've seen in other areas of like human rights and whatnot. People aren't necessarily making decisions based on facts, but like voting with party or voting on their like personal beliefs instead of like, you know, science and data. So right now, it sounds like a lot of the concern is speculation and what if or that could happen and not like, hey, this is happening. This does open an even bigger conversation about data privacy and data collection and the fact that our data is being bought and sold constantly on every social media app we're using. I have seen several articles online talking about the fact that like TikTok is not doing anything more than Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube and all these other platforms are doing. The concern really is just that TikTok could be forced to turn over the servers to the Chinese Communist Party. And they don't want the information of like law enforcement, like national security type stuff, security things in general within the U.S. to be disclosed. And also like that would give a lot of data on Americans on like what their everyday lives look like. And I think somewhat of a concern is like elections because we know that allegedly Russia was influencing the election through fake news in on Facebook. So I, I think there is concern that TikTok could be manipulated to do that. It just seems like all of this is extremely fear-based. And forgive me for getting a little bit political, you guys, but I can't help but notice that I don't know if it's just the content I see, but because it's such a high concentration of Gen Z and typically 
the younger people are, the more left-leaning they are. It seems to me like because a lot of the content on the app doesn't favor conservative politics, it would be in their best interest for that app to not exist, right? I've seen some comments that have said, like, of course, you know, the Republican governors don't want us using TikTok because, you know, it's sharing information that makes them look bad or whatever. So, I mean, no matter what you believe, I think we can all agree that there's a lot of misinformation out there, which is dangerous. But I would guess that I feel like a lot of the content probably is more liberal on TikTok just because of the age demographic alone. Let me know y'all's thoughts on that. I know like we get the content we watch and engage with. So like because of my views, I'm probably not getting a lot of super conservative content. But I mean, I am in Texas, so I do occasionally get content like that. I really don't watch political content because it's depressing. So uh, they don't want propaganda, misinformation, impacting the elections, all that stuff. I want to I want to see them keep this same energy for Facebook and Instagram, though, you guys like it's just it it feels very much like a witch hunt because this same stuff is happening on every platform just removed from the concept that like China could be collecting or have access to the data. But here's the thing, guys, this is how I personally feel. If China wanted our data, they could get it. They could buy it from Google, you know, like there's plenty they could hack things. I don't know. I just feel like this seems like very, very, very blown out of proportion. And on the other side of things, you have to wonder like how much of this has to do with business and money because meta stock increased significantly when states started banning TikTok on government devices. And you got to wonder how many people making these decisions have investments in social media platforms that would benefit if TikTok didn't exist anymore. Another point I want to make is that if lawmakers were to completely ban TikTok in the U.S., think about the backlash that would cause. Like, I don't think any politicians want that kind of backlash on their careers. And it would also impact the state of marketing within the U.S. I don't think most people in politics, like just because of the typical age demographic is pretty old in, in the U.S. here. I think that a lot of them probably do not realize how influential TikTok is, not just like culturally, but also across every platform. And the fact that all the content we're seeing on Reels and Shorts and Snapchat Spotlight and I mean, you name it, some, tons of content on Reddit, Facebook, everything is stemming from TikTok. TikTok is developing these trends, like the audios, those are coming from TikTok. Like very few pieces of content on the platforms I just listed are native to the platform. Most of it is repurposed from TikTok or heavily, heavily influenced by TikTok. So it would be very interesting to see the fallout of losing that piece of culture that's driving Internet culture or that like community essentially that's that's driving Internet culture it would negatively impact every app. Like think about that, guys. Like it would I, I think like that's Instagram's like wet dream would be TikTok disappearing overnight. But like I also I'm sure they realize this, but I don't know if they do fully understand the extent to how much it would negatively impact the content that's being produced on TikTok. TikTok has said so many times that it stores U.S. user data in the U.S. and it doesn't comply with the Chinese government moderation requirements. They did say that like non-U.S. employees did have access to the U.S. user data, but I don't think we heard much more on that. 
overall, this like opens a very interesting conversation into like our rights and privacy and data collection and the ethical side of that and how that's manipulated against us. I think everyone should watch the documentary on Netflix. It is called The Social Dilemma, and it talks a lot about this. I have a friend that works in data security, and he was saying that so many of the practices happening right now in data collection probably are going to be illegal within the next 10 to 20 years. But technology is evolving so fast that like legislation cannot keep up with it, especially because we have, you know, these career politicians that don't have a background in technology and like honestly are old enough to where it's hard for them to even conceptualize it. Like if you guys saw that um, hearing with Mark Zuckerberg, I don't remember exactly what it was for. I think it was about WhatsApp and data privacy and, and everything and like these people asking the questions like could just not even comprehend what he was trying to explain and it was like almost comical because then it's like these are the people making decisions about like what we can and can't do on our phones obviously like i want what's best for the country that i live in but right now it just feels like a political move like a money motivated move and like and rooted in fear instead of facts now, hopefully that was like kind of a cohesive overview. There's a lot, you guys. I, I recommend looking at like NPR or BBC or some more like neutral-ish news sources. I always try to read articles from multiple news sources so that I can get like a clear picture and not just hear it from like a liberal or conservative perspective. Definitely read up on it. Keep your eyes on the news. Now, let's talk about what you can be doing right now so that this isn't even something you really have to be worried about. Today, right now, download your data from TikTok and save all of your videos. Just do it, okay? Especially if you don't have them screen recorded or on any other devices. You can also do this using SaveTik, I believe it's called. There's a couple different websites you can go to and download your content without the watermark. Now, I always, always, always recommend to be diversifying across platforms, but consider giving your audience an incentive to follow you on another platform. Is there a way that you can post the follow-up to a video on your story and incentivize them that way? Is there a way that you can have some kind of community on another platform? Like maybe you're adding people to your close friends or you have some kind of like email or text message opt-in so that you're driving those people to another space. Discord, Patreon, Facebook groups, these types of platforms give you a way to Bring people who are interested in following you to another area of the internet so that their only point of contact with you isn't TikTok. Start plugging other platforms. Give people a reason to follow you on other apps. That should be your call to action fairly regularly. Start posting your TikToks on Reels, on Shorts. Make sure those Reels are being posted to Facebook as well. That's in your settings for Reels. I need to do like a whole thing on that. Build your brand outside of just TikTok. You should have already been doing this. It's okay if you weren't. It's overwhelming, but start today. Start redistributing your content. Start building that community off of TikTok. This is something that was really like heavy on my mind when the TikTok ban originally started getting some whispers around it in 2020. It's something that I've kept front of mind to make sure that I'm like preparing myself to move through these kind of situations with confidence instead of with anxiety and negativity. 
overall, if you can stay positive, which like I'm not trying to like toxic positivity sucks, but if you can take action to feel more secure instead of just waiting to hear the verdict or waiting to hear what's going to happen, you're going to feel a lot more confident moving forward. And it's going to prevent you from being paralyzed by that anxiety and fear. Another thing you can do is make a private friends only story. Well, not a story, but post on TikTok, connecting with mutuals, building those relationships because creator communities, I mean, you guys, it's it's changed my life. Some of my absolute best friends I've met from TikTok and having that connection and seeing what they're doing. Make a, a friends only post on TikTok and ask how other people bring followers to other platforms. Maybe that's having like a longer form piece of content on YouTube. Maybe that's having the results of something on Instagram. Maybe that's having a post that you're only keeping up for a certain amount of time on Instagram. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Even going live on TikTok and um, encouraging people to follow you, follow you on other platforms is a great way to bring them outside of the TikTok bubble. And last but not least, I think this is a really important one. Talk about the positive impact that TikTok has had in your career and in your life. So many people that aren't involved with social media just think of TikTok as like a kid's dancing app. And we are so far beyond that now, y'all. Talk about how TikTok has helped you build your brand, how it's helped you connect with an audience, build a community, increase your income. Talk about the positives of it. And this time when so many people are only talking about the negative, which like that's what the news does anyway, talk about the positives because that's not what people are hearing. People are hearing the scary stuff. They're not hearing how incredible this app is and how many lives it has changed. TikTok truly is the first platform that has given real everyday people the opportunity to change their life and become full-time content creators. And that is something that I am so, so, so thankful for because I never fit into that Instagram model, like housewife, farmhouse, you know, like fitness girly, fit fam, like aesthetic of having this like picture perfect life on Instagram. And TikTok's really where I found my home and I can be myself and I can be creative and I can uh, create different types of content and try new things and uh, connect with people that really resonate with the things that I believe and, you know, things that I'm passionate about. So share that, you know, like people aren't hearing that side of things. Personal stories impact the decisions that people make. And if this does start to look grim, contact your state representatives, contact your senators. Like activism does make a difference. I would love to hear your thoughts shoot me a message on Instagram, on TikTok, an email. I don't know. All my contact info is down in the show notes. I did the best research I could, but there's a lot of stuff out there. Hopefully I didn't misspeak on anything, but just stay positive, you guys. I really don't think that this is actually going to happen, but if it did, there are things that you could be doing today to prevent losing everything that you worked so hard for. If you're using the Anchor app, you can actually send me a voice memo. I would love to hear things that have worked for you to bring your audience to other platforms, things that you've observed from the situation, your thoughts. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist some days, and I really do feel like this is so incredibly money driven. Just like when Oracle was told or was like trying to buy TikTok and like, President Trump had a pretty big stake in Oracle, if I remember correctly. So it's like, 
wow, you ban an app and then try to force a sale and then you're going to be the one that ends up profiting from it. That's interesting. I feel like with politics, there's always so much other stuff that's going behind the scenes. And personally, I don't trust anyone in politics, no matter what party they're with. Sorry if you're a politician, but like, you know, a lot of them aren't always making decisions with our best interest in heart. And a lot of stuff is shrouded in uh, good intentions. So sorry if that's like super political, you guys, but like, I think we can all agree that these people do not relate to the everyday American. And most of them are like walking corpses. Like, I'm such sorry, guys, I'm being mean. But like most of them are so old that I don't think that they can comprehend social media and and technology in general. So those are my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. I'm so interested to hear. We're going to be back next week with an interview. This is actually our 50th episode. So celebrating with a, a very joyful topic today, unfortunately. But keep on keeping on. Life is full of surprises and twists and turns. The creators that navigate that are the ones that are successful long term. You know, this is not flash in the pan. I want you guys to have long term success as creators. This is not just about TikTok. This is about building your career and your businesses. So don't think small picture. Think big picture here. Now you actually have an excuse to push people to other platforms. Before it was like, oh, you just want me to follow you so you get more followers. Now it's like, no, I I want you to follow me so that we can stay connected in case this platform ever disappears. Thanks for listening, guys. I will catch you guys next week on TikTok Radio. Thank you so much for pushing play today. That's it for this week's episode. Remember to subscribe and leave us a rating or review if you liked what you heard. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and TikTok and join our exclusive Facebook community group for more support and guidance as you grow. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson, and I'll see you next week for another episode of TikTok Radio.